A stolen Dunkin' Donut truck leads to a donut shortage. People with permanent tattoos are more likely to be arrested, a study says. And Colombia is going to war with Pablo Escobar's hippos. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the galaxy. See, 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 see. See, 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 see. See. A stolen Dunkin' Donuts truck leads to a donut shortage over the weekend. This story is out of New England, and I'm going to use that accent that you know and love. And I get to talk about Dunkin's. This story is out of Connecticut. Time to make the donuts, except there weren't any donuts to make. Time to make the donuts. Are you familiar with this phrase? It's from old Dunkin' Donuts commercials when I was a child. A fat man in a mustache used to sleepwalk on his way to work at like four in the morning in the commercial. And he would just repeat over and over again like a mantra. Time to make the donuts. Time to make the donuts. And he was going to Dunkin' Donuts. And back then, Dunkin' Donuts had delicious tasting donuts. I don't know what's happened since then. Well, anyway, someone stole a Dunkin' Donuts truck. I'm pretty sure the police are going to take this one seriously because (laughs) they give a damn about donuts, don't they? Be like, we want all units on this one. All units. We need to track down this stolen Dunkin's truck. All right. We missed out on breakfast today. We're definitely getting it tomorrow. Multiple Dunkin' Donuts locations in the Waterbury and Thomaston areas of Connecticut were short supplies over the weekend. What happened? They asked the Dunkin' employee, Brianna McNulty. She knows what's up. She says, well, my manager had contacted the place where we get our donuts and they let us know that, that they were stolen. They said the truck had been stolen. That's what they said. And apparently the donuts had fallen out of the back when they drove off. I have a question for you, Brianna. Why aren't you making your donuts fresh on site any longer? Could this be why Dunkin' Donuts tastes like crap now? You, you get your donuts from a third party? Huh? What do you get your donuts from a third party for you, Dunkin' Donuts? Make them on site, delicious. This is why I eat do- I eat donuts from different places now. I don't eat them at Dunkin's. They don't make them fresh. I want them fresh. All right, let's dip back into the story, see if they found out who stole the truck. I'm going to guess the police were the ones that did the hijacking of the truck. Uh, Yo, officer, why'd you pull me over in my Dunkin' Donuts truck? It's just a routine traffic stop. If you could get out of the vehicle, please. We just want to search it a little bit. And then they just peel off with a Dunkin' Donuts truck. The management says the crash happened on Walcott Street. They say thousands of donuts were lost and shipments were delayed. So the, the truck was stolen and then it crashed? Did they get the entire truck or did it keep going? It doesn't say if the stolen truck was was uh, seized or what. It says this means that customers didn't get their donuts over the weekend, including four-year-old Ethan Allen. Is his name really Ethan Allen? Isn't that a furniture store? Ethan Allen didn't get his usual spider donut. Ethan's mom said, Yeah, we just thought we were later than normal. (laughs) We thought we were late. You know, sometimes you're late for the donuts. They're all gone and stuff. The shipment was supposed to arrive at the Thomaston location around 4 a.m. Much closer to 10 a.m., a truck finally showed up and coffee and donuts were back on schedule. What kind of story is this? What the, I was expecting some, I don't know, some chase between the police and a stolen Dunkin' Donuts truck. That just sounds amazing. Big crash, donuts all over the road. Munchkins everywhere. Munchkins. Are you guys familiar with the munchkins? Little donut holes? Wow, I thought this story would be much more fascinating and exciting than it actually is. It's about as lame as 
Dunkin's Donuts at this point. I don't even go there for the donuts anymore. I go for the coffee only. But when I was young, oh boy, just Dunkin's all the time. The croissants, the croissant sandwiches, the donuts, drive through coffees. Give me a large, regular, extra sugar. All the time. We had like 13 Dunkin' Donuts in my hometown. That's more Dunkin' Donuts than people. A study found that people with permanent tattoos are more likely to be arrested. It's the sound of science. All right, guys, let's jump into what I think might be science. It's a new study that indicates both men and women with permanent tattoos are at a significantly higher risk of arrest, conviction, and incarceration compared to those without tattoos, potentially due to stigmatization. A lot of big words in this story. Let's see if Jonesy can pull through. I have tattoos. Am I more likely to be convicted? Am I more likely to be incarcerated? This is concerning. I'm going to have to stay in this closet, stay safe. It says this correlation persists even after adjusting for self-reported criminal behavior. The study was published in something called Deviant Behavior. Ooh, we should read some, some issues of Deviant Behavior. It's just a bunch of Florida activity. You just call it Florida man behavior at this point. Stigmatization, it says. Let's define the term. It's the process of labeling, stereotyping, and discriminating against individuals or groups based on certain characteristics and conditions that are considered socially undesirable or different, such as people with tattoos. Yeah, but it's very common to have tattoos now. I mean, even police officers have tons of tattoos I'm seeing. I'd love to know when this study was conducted. Was it 1980? Studies have shown that stigma also impacts reactions of the criminal justice system as well. Consequently, individuals with stigmatized characteristics are more likely to be processed through the criminal justice system, regardless of their actual innocence or guilt. One feature that has caused a lot of debate among researchers are tattoos. On the one hand, individuals with tattoos are much more frequent among prison inmates than among the general population. Additionally, studies have shown that having a tattoo is associated with both violent and nonviolent delinquency. Is it? It's news to me. In contrast, studies on the general population indicate that having a tattoo can be considered a cause of acts of crime and delinquency. So actually having a tattoo cannot be considered a cause of acts of crime and delinquency. Okay, that's good to know because I have several and I don't want to just automatically commit crimes and, and display delinquency. The author of the study is Rima de Sanana Reva. That's her name. Her colleagues wanted to explore whether individuals with tattoos have different odds of being processed through the criminal justice system compared to those without tattoos. They were interested in the whole criminal justice process from arrest to incarceration. In the end, the researchers analyzed data from... Some longitudinal, longitudinal study. Oh, I love longitudinal studies. <laughs> How longitudinal was it? Six inches? Eight inches? How longitudinal was the study? <laughs> Guys, just want to know, does, does size matter in a longitudinal study? <laughs> I'm going off the rails. That's because I have tattoos. What did you expect? I'm going to act delinquent. It says here these scientists collected data beginning in 1995 all the way up to 2008. Well, ah, a little old with the data now. I mean, come on now. It's almost 20 years old. 2008, 95. It is, some of it is 20 years old. 
20 years ago, people weren't doing tats the way they do now. I think you need to throw this data out. People have face and neck tats now. It's super common. Go to Starbucks if you don't believe me. It's, <laughs> the people serving you your latte, they look like, uh, I don't know. I mean, in 1982, they would have been considered gang members. Now they're making cappuccinos. Would you like some extra foam? How would you... Will you want some caramel, caramel uh, syrup on top of the foam? Be like, I, yeah, I'd love that uh, uh, face tat. According to their study, individuals with tattoos reported higher levels of delinquency, greater exposure to delinquent peers, and were more likely to be receiving public assistance. The proportion of tattooed individuals was lower among white participants compared to other races. Men with tattoos were over two and a half times more likely to be arrested, 1.8 times more likely to be convicted, and twice as likely to be incarcerated compared to men without tattoos. I don't believe any of this crap. There's like a saying in, in scientific circles, a correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation. You mean to tell me that people with tattoos are more likely to commit crimes because of the tattoos? What is this all about? And by the way, you got old data, 1995 to 2008, I mean, yeah. You go back far enough and then only people that rode Harleys had tattoos and people that were already in jail had tattoos. So this is just ridiculous. It says here, this study makes an important contribution to the scientific understanding of stigmatization. It does not make a contribution. You could throw all, all of this out, man. Judges got neck tats nowadays. It's just, this is stupid. This sums up psychology for you. Yeah, it's about as much of, as a science as astrology is. Anyways, you guys have some cool tats? Why don't you send me a picture of your cool tat and a copy of your criminal record, please? <laughs> Funnyjones at gmail.com. I'm waiting. Yay! Colombia is going to war with Pablo Escobar's hippos. The Colombian government has announced a number of measures to control its growing population of invasive hippopotamuses. Descendants of animals introduced to the country originally by the notorious drug lord Pablo Escobar. Hippos are native to Africa, as you know, but in the 1980s, Mr. Escobar smuggled four hippos into Colombia, keeping them at his luxurious country estate, Hacienda Napoles, in the municipality of Puerto Triunfo, located east of Medellin, which featured a private zoo. Pablo's zoo housed some hippos and numerous other exotic creatures, including some elephants, ostriches, rhinoceroses, giraffes, and zebras. Following the death of Mr. Escobar, I like how I'm calling him Mr. Escobar. I respect the man. I'm showing him due respect. Mr. Escobar, who was killed by the Colombian police during a shootout in 1993, the government seized his estate, Hacienda Napoles. Thus doing so, they seized most of the animals that were donated uh, to local or international zoos as well. Or they seized the animals from the zoo and donated them to local or in international zoos. But what about the hippos? It seemed too dangerous and impractical to actually move the hippos from the ranch, so they left them there. Multiplying over the subsequent years, the population has now spread beyond the confines of Escobar's former estate into the wetland environments surrounding the nearby Magdalena River. Authorities estimate that there are now more than 160 hippos living in the region. If no measures are taken, projections suggest that the population could reach around a thousand by 2035 you're probably wondering why is this such a problem for the government well the hippos have no natural predators in Colombia unfortunately 
And they seem to be flourishing in the warm wetland environments. And they seem to be flourishing on all that cocaine. Yes, you don't want to come across a pack of cocaine high hippos. You'll be done for. The growth of the hippo population has sparked concerns regarding their impact on the local ecosystem as well. They are significant risks for the local humans in the area. They can be aggressive. Hippos are among the largest land animals in the world, and they are responsible for hundreds of human deaths in Africa every year. Although so far the Colombian population has not killed any humans, despite some occasional attacks. On Thursday, the Colombian environmental minister, Susanna Mohammed, announced some plans to control this hippo population through measures, including surgical sterilization, the transfer of animals to other countries, and possibly euthanasia. The environmental minister said the first stage of the plan will be the surgical sterilization of 40 hippos per year, which will begin next week. This procedure is expensive, however, with each sterilization costing about $10,000. It also poses risks for the animals, including allergic reactions to anesthesia or even death, as well as placing the veterinarians administering the procedure in some danger. To make the situation even more challenging, the hippos are dispersed over a large area and are territorial, often acting aggressively. In addition, Colombia has contacted the authorities in Mexico, India, and the Philippines regarding the possible transfer of the hippos to these other countries. The government would like to transfer 60 of the hippos to India, for instance. Here's a quote from the environmental secretary. We are working on the protocol for the export of these animals. We are not going to export a single animal if there is no authorization from the environmental authority of the other country. Yeah, I would hope you just don't randomly ship hippos to other countries without the authorization from the country. Imagine just sending out hippos. Put them on the raft and push them towards Cuba. Yes, that would be fine, fine. I'm not sure if they could swim back to shore anyways. Couldn't you just allow local citizens to hunt the hippos or something? I mean, they, they look delicious to me. They look like they would taste like pig. That's a lot of bacon. They look like bacon to me. Yeah, those hungry hippos. Oh, it says here, despite the dangers posed by the hippos locally, residents of the town of Puerto Triunfo have become accustomed to seeing the hippos roaming around, and many locals are opposed to having these hippos culled. They are seen as charismatic animals. They are chubby. Their babies are so cute. So many people who grew up in this area are used to them and love them very much, they say. All right, well, there's another take on it. I mean, apparently the locals love the hippos, or at least some of them do. But, I mean, when you get to the point where you have a thousand of the damn things, then you're in trouble. So something must be done, obviously. You can't let them proliferate. you got to call them. Kind of like in the U.S. how we do skateboarders. Yay! Hungry, hungry hippos. Hungry, hungry hippos. Hungry, hungry cocaine hippos. What's up, my friends? How you doing? Thanks for joining me. I'm in the closet. I'm in the closet! Hope that was a satisfactory episode. I'm a little caffeinated. The usual. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody who reached out to me. Got some really cool, I got some cool emails, man. Thanks for the articles. You guys have been sending me articles. Really cool, really good. I got a review of the podcast on Amazon from someone named Amanda Elaine. She gave me five stars. She gave me five stars for some reason. And she wrote, Jonesy is awesome for some reason. I don't know why. She wrote, my absolute favorite podcast. I listen every day. Jonesy is awesome. 
He always engages with his listeners. He acknowledges every single damn listener that subscribes to his Patreon and even writes our names on his wall. I can't think of a better person to listen to daily. Thanks for being awesome. Love you, Jonesy. I love you, Amanda Elaine. I love you. Love you. Love you. I don't know where you are, but I love you. I gave you my I gave you the Boston accent in your review. How about that? Do you guys remember when I used to sing the reviews? <laughs> I used to sing reviews for a little while. But then it, it was I, I thought it would be a lot easier. It was difficult to sing reviews. Um, anyways, I appreciate all my reviews. So nice of you to take the time to give me five stars and write me a nice little note. Appreciate you, Amanda. You guys can leave me reviews like Amanda Elaine did, the wonderful, wonderful angel. You can do it on Amazon. You can do it on uh, iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts. You can leave me five stars on Spotify as well. If you're listening on Spotify, you just click the five stars. What are you thinking? What are you doing? It takes you to, uh, two seconds to click five stars. And uh, I don't know if you might be listening to it on YouTube. You could uh, you could give it a thumbs up and subscribe. Please subscribe to the show. This is this is a call to action, guys. Let me give you guys a call to action. Please subscribe to the show. Let me give you a weird call to action. Go outside and hula hoop in the sunshine. Just, what a strange call to action. He told me to go outside and hula hoop in the sunshine. Well, that was strange. You would think he would tell you to join his Patreon or to buy him a coffee off his website, Weird AF News. Instead, he told you to go outside and hula hoop. It's great. It's good, it's good to get the, the hips moving. It's good for the organs, you know? It's good for your spleen and your kidneys to get that hula hoop going, you know, around your lower back. It just massages the kidneys. Massage, massage. People don't know this about the hula hoop, but it was invented by an old Chinese man to massage the kidneys. Ah, that's right. Now now strippers do it. Strippers be doing it. <laughs> um, hey, you guys want to call the show? Because I'm lonely. 646-450-2012. You guys want to slide into my DMs on Instagram so I don't get lonely? It's uh, at Funny Jones. I'm coming to Dallas in, in two weeks. Who's going to see me? Less than two weeks, actually. The 18th to the 21st. Coming to Dallas, Texas. Come and see me. I'm going to be saying crazy things on a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Eating barbecue. You know. Eating barbecue.